You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. The Gospel Jesus Preached. What we're going to have a look at is three things really. First of all, we're going to have a look at what the Gospel is in general. The second thing we'll have a look at is, well, what gospel did Jesus preach then? And finally, we'll conclude with a few thoughts on how that affects us. As always, we want to know what God says on any matter. So we're going to be looking at his word, the Bible, to find out about this subject. As we go through this topic, I'll allude to many Bible passages, but we're only going to turn up those that are particularly to do with this subject. But what I will do is that I'll give you the quotations as I allude to them. So if any other comment made sparks your attention and and your interest, you'll be able to turn up that reference, which gives you a good start to follow that train of thought on what God says on that matter. Well, first of all, then, what is the gospel? The word gospel really means good news. And of course, that's something that we all like to hear. And this, the good news of the Bible, is news of the best kind. For I'm sure it has escaped none of our attention that we live in a troubled world. The lockdown of 2020 has truly shown us that. We have seen how fragile we all are, even our governments, our economies, even our own lives. Yet during this troubled time in in the world, there were still constant rumours of wars and fightings brewing. For instance, China and India came to blows for the first time since 1975, during this time of trouble in the world. If you opened your newspaper during this time, you'd also find that inevitable stream of horrific acts that people do towards their fellow man. During this difficult time in the world, things like that were still going on. And of course, there were still the difficulties that we face in our own personal lives, the problems, the illnesses, and even death. The good news of the Bible, the gospel message, is that there is a solution to all those problems. You might like to turn this passage up with me. I'm going to the book of Acts and chapter 8. For we find that the Lord Jesus Christ commanded his disciples to go and preach the gospel in Mark 16, verse 15. And this they did. They carried the gospel message into all the world. But in Acts chapter 8, we come across one of the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ called Philip, and he was preaching the gospel. But we have a verse telling us in Acts chapter 8 what he actually preached. And it's a nice summary of the gospel message. Acts chapter 8 and verse 12. But when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptised, both men and women. And so the gospel message really can be summarised under two headings. First of all, the things concerning the kingdom of God. And secondly, the name of Jesus Christ. And so the first solution, or the first part of the solution, to the trouble in this world, is the kingdom of God. 
The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God will be set up upon earth, Daniel 2 verse 35, and that all current kingdoms and nations will come under the control of the kingdom of God, Daniel 2 verse 44 and 45. And that is good news. Because we're told in Isaiah 2 and verse 4 that in the kingdom of God, nations will not be allowed to go on war and fight one another. In Psalm 72, which is a wonderful psalm, which paints a picture of, the, of God's kingdom upon earth, it tells us that people will not be allowed to go and afflict their fellow human beings with all the atrocities that we see in the world today. It tells us that there will be righteous and just rulers in the world. The second part of the gospel message is just as important as the first, for it's all about the things concerning the name of Jesus Christ, who he is, what he stands for, and what he has and will do. We find he will not only be king over God's kingdom on earth, the top ruler, ruling with righteousness and power to actually do some good in the world, as Luke 1 verse 32 will tell us, or Zechariah 14 verse 9, which both indicate that he is to be king over all the world. But he was the one to make this all possible by his own sacrifice. No matter how good a ruler of a kingdom or nation is today, none of them can sort out the root cause of all its problems, sin and death. Yet the Lord Jesus Christ has already gained the victory over sin and death through his sacrifice, as 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20 tells us. We see the victory of, over sin and death in him first. He has overcome the power of death, being resurrected from the grave, and he's been allowed to share the life of God, which is eternal life. 1 Timothy 6 verse 16. Those who will be rulers in the kingdom of God with the Lord Jesus Christ, as Revelation 5 verse 10 tells us they will be rulers with him, they will be given the same wonderful gift, eternal life, Romans 8 verse 23, which is all made possible through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let us have a look at the gospel Jesus preached. And unsurprisingly, we find it's the same gospel message found throughout the whole Bible. Perhaps we'll come back to the gospel record according to Mark and chapter 1, and we find out what the Lord Jesus Christ preached. The gospel of Mark, chapter 1, and verse 14 says, Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And so we see that Jesus preached the first part of the gospel message, the things concerning the kingdom of God. And he came to the people in, in his day and said that the kingdom of God was at hand. Well, over 60 years later, in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, the kingdom of God is still talked about as something future. So how was the kingdom of God at hand in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, it was the, the people's day of opportunity. Before them stood the king of the kingdom of God. 
and to them the gospel of the kingdom was being preached. It was time for the people to act and respond. And the first act that Jesus called upon them to do was to repent and believe the gospel. Repentance simply means a turning around. The Bible tells us it means to turn from our old way of life to a new way of life. So, for example, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 14, we have a list of works which we might do naturally, which are against the righteousness of God and are against our fellow man. The the passage there tells us that we need to leave those things behind and we need to think and walk in a new way of life, that in everything we do, we should show forth God's character and thinking. It says we should be merciful, kind, humble, meek, long-suffering, that we should forgive one another and that we should show godly love one toward another. When we briefly looked at Philip in Acts chapter 8 and verse 12 preaching the gospel message, did we notice what the people did in hearing the gospel message? Well, we read that they were baptised. And baptism is the outward show of a change of life. It's a public declaration that we will leave our old way of life behind and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And so repentance and baptism go hand in hand and are the the first response to hearing the gospel message. Well, this is what the Lord Jesus came teaching when he preached the gospel, that people should repent and believe in that message. Much of what Jesus said about the kingdom of God we find wasn't actually very easy for the people to understand. We might want to come over to the gospel record according to Luke and the 8th chapter. For in Luke chapter 8 we find the Lord Jesus Christ preaching the gospel again, the things concerning the kingdom of God. Luke 8 verse 1. And it came to pass afterward that Jesus went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings, or we might say the good news, of the kingdom of God. And the twelve disciples were with him. But come down to verse 10 and see what he said to his disciples. And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. The things the Lord Jesus Christ taught concerning the kingdom of God were hidden in the parables he spake. This meant the only people to find out what the kingdom of God was all about were those that really wanted to know. Those who would spend their time and their effort in finding out what the gospel message Jesus spoke to them in his parables meant. Perhaps we can take an example of that. If we come over a few pages again in the Gospel record of Luke into chapter 19. In Luke 19 and verse 11, Jesus is speaking to the people and we read, And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And so Jesus gives a parable concerning the kingdom of God. But what was he teaching? Well, the nobleman represented Jesus. 
It is he, of course, who would receive a kingdom. He would receive the kingdom of God over which he will reign. But he says that first of all, he has to go away into a far country to receive it, but that he would return later. There are some today that teach the kingdom of God is already here, or that it is some mystical thing within us. However, Jesus in this parable was teaching that the kingdom of God will not be established upon earth until he returns from that far country, which Acts chapter 1 verse 8 tells us is heaven itself. He has gone there to receive that kingdom, and so we still await his return, and therefore we still await the establishment of God's kingdom upon earth. So if we wish to know more about the kingdom of God, we need to read and to think about the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he was trying to teach the people. Well, what about the second part of the gospel message, the things concerning the name of Jesus Christ? Did Jesus teach the people that as well? Well, he certainly did. Come over to Luke chapter 24. In Luke chapter 24, we find him talking to his disciples. And in verse 45, Luke 24, verse 45, we read, Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ. And so he was teaching them concerning himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus it behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And he are witnesses of these things. And we can take a number of points from these verses. Uh, the first one is that Jesus taught his disciples concerning that second part of the gospel message. He taught them concerning himself. We also note where he taught them from. In verse 45, he taught them from the scriptures. And the scriptures to the Jews was the Old Testament in our Bible. And so we learn actually that the gospel message isn't a New Testament teaching, but is one that you will find throughout the whole Bible. In fact, in Galatians 3 verse 8, we read that God preached the gospel to Abraham. And we find Abraham in the very first book of the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis. We also learn from these verses in Luke 24, that Jesus saw it as important that the disciples learnt and understood his sufferings, his crucifixion, and also his resurrection, that he would rise from the dead the third day. For the centre of his work lay in his willing sacrifice upon that cross. We also learn in verse 47 that his sufferings are linked to repentance and remission of sins. If we come forward a few more pages into the Gospel record of John and chapter 3, we look at one example of the things that the Lord Jesus Christ taught the people concerning him, and particularly concerning his sufferings, and why it was so important that the people understood these things. In John chapter 3 and verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And the, the title Son of Man is a title of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have eternal life. The figure of Moses lifting up the serpent in the wilderness was a symbolic act which pointed forward to the lifting up of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. That's what he says here. It pointed forward to his crucifixion. But it was through his crucifixion that eternal life could be extended to others through their belief, or we might use the word faith, in him, he says. Just as Jesus hid in parables all the details concerning the kingdom of God, we find that hidden in the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ were all the principles God wants us to know concerning salvation from sin and death to eternal life. Those who understand these principles and believe in them, they are the ones that will receive eternal life. And so we find that the disciples went into all the world preaching the gospel and saying words such as we find in Acts 2 verse 38, Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And so hopefully we've started to see that Jesus preached the gospel, he taught concerning the kingdom of God to come, and he taught about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We probably noticed as we turned up those passages in the Bible concerning the gospel message, it was given to encourage people into action. And so a few concluding thoughts for ourselves. The gospel message can bring eternal life for you and me in the kingdom of God on earth. A time when the troubles of this world will be over. A wonderful time of righteousness and peace. And surely we all long for that. We find the gospel message throughout the whole Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. But it is found by those who want to know. It will require us to search it out, to understand it, to come to believe it, to repent and be baptised. But today is our day of opportunity. The kingdom of God is at hand, but the opportunity is running out fast. We do not know what tomorrow will bring for us personally, and we believe from the state of the world around that God is shortly going to establish his kingdom upon earth. So if we wish to be saved from sin and death, to be given the gift of eternal life in God's kingdom upon earth with the Lord Jesus Christ, we need today to believe the gospel message and to act upon it. We'll close with some words concerning the preaching of the apostles. As they came to heal an impotent man, they preached this. Be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. There is salvation in none other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. 
don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.